Hi, and welcome. In our previous episode about beginning a career in digital marketing sphere from scratch, we discussed the importance of keeping up with the rapidly changing and expanding nature of the industry. And today we are having a chat about said rapidly uh, uh, expanding trends, but more importantly about the changes in these trends and what may have influenced them. We have the familiar faces and the voices, rather, Bhumika and Agam. Hello, everyone. Hi. Now we had to do some significant research for today's episode. So we would like to uh, cite the th uh, and thank Target Internet, the Digital Marketing Institute, and Visa Digital, as all the information that we will be discussed today comes from their work, unless stated otherwise. Now. Let us crack on without more waffling. Obviously, the internet is where it all began, but the amount of access people have had to the internet and the amount of time people spend on it has increased in the last few years, which in turn has shaped digital marketing trends and tactics. We have already discussed the history of digital marketing in our first episode in the series, so we won't get into that here, but increasing internet access mean it was a whole new avenue businesses uh, to use for advertising purposes, but it became evident quite quickly that typical mass marketing tactics used in television, newspapers, and things would not work on a platform like that. Thus came the need for personalized, straight to your doorstep type of marketing. Yeah, and as primitive as it may sound, um, email marketing was where the whole personalization aspect aspect began, I believe. Um, but the tech still wasn't personalized enough from today's standards. A bunch of people were getting mailed the same thing, which was only a minor step from traditional mass marketing, despite the cost being much lower than traditional marketing. Yeah, I get your point. I mean, uh, this is perhaps easy to say that in an era of SEOs and stuff, but uh, email marketing wasn't that revolutionary as you could compare it to, you know, uh, receiving an advertising pamphlet in your mailbox or something. Um, I disagree a little bit on that. Um, emails would have links to e-commerce sites that could take interested customers directly to their online shop where they could spend hours browsing and or buying products, which is actually a massive step up from having to convince customers to spend time and energy on making a trip to the nearest mall with their hard-earned money. I think um, this is what really changed uh, the face of digital marketing. Yeah, and I hadn't considered that. I am myself tempted to uh, open emails to uh, emails to websites that are, you know, offering discounts regardless of whether I'm actually interest, interested in buying it or not. It's the temptation of convenience, I suppose. And all that um, information gets stored in, I'm not sure where exactly, but it gets stored. Uh, big data is called. Everything from email links that you open to everybody you ever followed on social media gets stored, which influences the ads you see and the search results that come about the browser. And that is where personalization stands today, yes? Uh, yes, and uh, something about the subject of personalization, it can also come from uh, customers themselves using their autonomy as consumers of a product. 
personalization isn't necessarily about uh, companies it, uh, companies going hard to build an experience for cust- uh, consumers. A lot of the experience can also be built by the consumers themselves. That's a really good point, Agam. And we absolutely will come back to the personalization in a minute. Uh, but I will also like us to expand a bit more on big data and how that growth changes in digital marketing. So, Bhumika, what do you think about that? Big data has been instrumental in tracking browsing patterns and behavior, which in turn help predict future buying choices. So, although I'm not sure about which one is the cause and which one is the effect uh, in that cycle it's become something of a self-fulfilling prophecy hmm. um, uh, can you elaborate more on self-fulfilling prophecy sure i mean is the prediction possible only because consumers algorithms are warped and they're making those choices because those are the only ones presented to them this is just a food for thought Um, more than anything, but coming back to changes due to big data and search engine optimization, there are new technologies and businesses that have sprung up in its name, which means that um, digital marketing tactics uh, strategies are increasingly relying on personalization tactics, which is now how the presence of uh, big data influence digital marketing tactics. And uh, adding to Bhumika's point, social media sites ensured that uh, you know consumers spent more time online and shared more personal data, which is where companies eventually began advertising as well as uh, uh, helping these businesses in their personalization agenda even more. Mm, which marked uh, the ever-increasing shift to personalization. Yes, uh, precisely, Natasha. Can you think of more reasons as to why personalization became a thing in the first place? So uh, the choices available to us as consumers are expanding quicker than our our already fast lives can keep up with. Um, I don't think either of us would pay attention to marketing if there was zero personalization and I don't blame us for it. Businesses must uh, keep up with times or get uh, left behind us. And this increasing shift to personalization also came rightly. So with security and privacy concerns, didn't it? Uh, Surely did. Uh, I think we've discussed this before as well, but uh, it is important that efficient and creative marketing is done, but not at the cost, uh, at the expense of uh, consumers' privacy and security. And how did this facilitate a change in digital marketing trends? So steps have been taken to counter such security concern. Um, Google, the king of gods and god of kings in the search engine industry, amended their algorithm to favor HTTPS websites in uh, back in 2014, I believe. So HTTPS stands for Hypertext Transfer Protocol Secure. Um, and it was promoted because the encryption on HTTPS sites ensures uh, protection of user data. This means that HTTPS sites would come up higher on search results, which became an incentive for companies um, to prioritize this form of encryption and other forms of data protection in their digital marketing. Even links that are spammy or unsafe are pushed further back on search rankings. And I think this 
proves that businesses and marketing can and should be done safely and ethically. Uh, speaking of Google's algorithm, they also promote sites that are mobile friendly since the average person spends more time on their smartphone than on their laptop. And uh, now that now uh, Gen Z who are entering the workforce and spending their own money are the first mobile uh, forward generation. So digital marketers are increasingly favoring smartphone friendly marketing technology. Excellent points all around. So we can conclude that uh, the presence of big data has definitely been instrumental in changing trajectory of digital marketing. The whole emphasis on personalization has come about precisely of it. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I would like to come back uh, to what uh, Bhumika said earlier about personalization and customer auto auto autonomy. Whatever has been discussed so far are all tactics enforced by businesses. So Bhumika, uh, do you think increasing consumer autonomy has changed uh, or added uh, to dig digital marketing? I think it absolutely has. Um, User-generated content, as it is sometimes called, can also be highly personalized by the users themselves, which also means more variety in the type of content marketed. Um, GoPro, for example, posts photos taken by users to their social media. And for the consumer, this manner of a two-way communication builds trust for the company it lets them know that the business that they're spending their time and money on is noting their feedback, that they are, aren't solely after their cash, but they're also eager to ensure consumers have a happy experience with their product. So these things, you know, benefit the company as well. And these usually draw in more engagement, therefore more customers for the business. And this is this is a marketing tactic that is able to draw engagement from younger users, is that? Yeah, it sure is. So some reports show that millennials are especially influenced by user-generated content, as in they're more likely to engage with companies that enforce it. So its effectiveness is evident. I think this is also the first step to creating brand loyalty, transparency, and communication. It's not as simple as it sounds, but um, it doesn't have to be any more complicated. Something I forgot to mention is also that the building of trust is very much needed in today's digital um, landscape. Better consumer autonomy means that they have more say as a stakeholder when it comes to the data that businesses store, and they can easily take their money elsewhere if they feel like, um, you know, that they aren't being listened to. So it's not enough to talk about how great your product or service is anymore. It is also important to facilitate trust and transparency with these people who are regularly investing in um, and engaging with your business. Right. And um, adding to Bhumika's points, right now about 70% of consumers' decisions has been uh, finalized before they've even entered these shops. Uh, they do their own research and are uh, smart enough now to differentiate honest marketing and gimmicks. And the latter is usually very off-putting for consumers. Also, um, quite a few people don't trust the ads that they see on social media. I think it's around a quarter of Facebook users who don't trust the ads that they see on the platform. 
which means that companies have had to establish a form of communication with their consumers, resulting in everything we just discussed. Mm, great stuff. Your point about affecting effective communication brings to the topic of agile marketing. This type of marketing can be considered a branch of content marketing, I guess. It's uh, basically consists uh, consists of fast and relevant marketing tactics that sort of grounds the company in the eyes of the consumers. One could say. Uh, that's a good point, actually, and this is uh, this really is possible on social media and not as much as on other mediums like television, where communication is uh, largely one way. Um, businesses have had to figure out relevant and engaging ways to communicate with their audience, uh, which in itself is a marketing tactic. It helps enforce a distinct uh, brand image and is fantastic for uh, reaching young users who, as we mentioned earlier, are becoming uh, financially independent now. So some examples uh, include uh, com include uh, com companies, social media accounts using whatever meme is doing the rounds this week to, you know, attract eng engagement. I would say that uh, this is a type of marketing that requires the most speed, but also has the shortest, uh, shortest shelf life, as in it uh, tends to be forgotten quite quickly. So one could say that social media trends like meme culture has been a major catalyst for the marketing tactics that companies employ these days. For sure, Target Internet was uh, someone we mentioned in our last uh, last podcast, and we referred to their benchmark assessment. Now, they actually published a report in January this year that analyzed the uh, trajectory of the tests collected, which is something we went into detail of last episode, but the result also tell us a lot about the changes that have already taken place, and maybe something about what is still to come. The report mentions the improvements in search engine optimization, social media, digital strategy, and content marketing, which coincides uh, with what we have discussed today. Although a curious um, and something uh, contra uh, contradictory finding is the uh, stagnation of digital knowledge. Um, it is also surprising since a lot of people have taken online courses since the pandemic began, but it can be explained by the fact that um, the implementation of strategies still largely comes from senior members in the company. And uh, there also has been an increase in knowledge of general marketing, which implies um, not a regression necessarily, but uh, preference to those less complex uh, techniques given in difficult times. Uh, but this uh, still isn't a regression because better awareness of the basics is never a bad thing. So how do you think um, could this impact changes in digital marketing trends, if it changes at all? So I still need to do a little more research on this. But the increasing shift to mobile marketing will either increase twofold or companies may scale back on this given uh, the increasing awareness of data and privacy and things like that. I see. And uh, who or what could we watch out for to keep track of these changes? 
Suppose we need to keep track of general developments that take place in the sphere of digital marketing. But another thing to monitor is the behaviors of uh, consumers and how they feel about all this. Since their concern about their data, for example, was led to um, SEOs prioritizing safe websites and search ranks. Great points, uh, Bhumika. And that concludes this episode uh, of Mavin Show's digital marketing series. Thank you very much for tuning in, as always. Bhumika and Agam, thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much, yeah. Cheryl. To summarize our discussion today, we spoke about the, the ever-increasing role of the internet and how the advent of big data was a major catalyst for future innovations in digital marketing and personalization and things, ranging from basic things like email marketing to more technolo technological advanced things like search engine optimization. We also discussed the role of social media and touched on the private privacy concerns that arose from big data and the steps that were taken to decrease the risk undertaking by consumers. It is evident that consumers today have the power to facilitate communication and shape trends of digital marketing as well. The increasing number of choices means business needs to be fast and smart, which resulted in agile marketing. Thank you very much to all our listeners for your kind attention. See you next week.